Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey listeners, Jessica here. Be sure to check out new episodes of Undetermined every Tuesday for free wherever you get your podcasts. For early and ad-free listening, check out Tenderfoot Plus on Apple Podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals interviewed and participating in the show and do not represent those of Tenderfoot TV and Resonate Recordings. All individuals described or mentioned in the podcast should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law. This podcast contains subject matter such as violence and graphic descriptions, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, this is Jessica. In this bonus episode, Todd and I wanted to take a minute to share our thoughts around the New Orleans police body cam footage we played in the first couple of episodes. This footage is from the units who went to Jessica and Justin's home the day she went missing. The first recording was from that wellness check spurred by Maria's call to police to report Jessica missing. And the second was from a unit that arrived on scene to officially fill out a missing persons report about two hours later. The footage is recorded within hours of the last time anyone ever saw Jessica, so it's incredibly important to help us understand more about this case. Because my background is in investigative reporting and Todd's is in law enforcement, we have different lenses through which we look at case materials like this. And part of our on-the-ground investigation has included nightly debriefs where we talk about case material together. Todd is a former detective, so his insight is invaluable in helping me understand what really happened that night. His perspective has been so helpful to me personally that I thought I would share with you one of our late-night recording sessions as we sat inside our New Orleans hotel in the French Quarter watching those body cam videos together. Now, keep in mind, we probably sat there glued to a laptop for about five or six hours, but we condensed that down for you so you can get a clearer idea of how the sequence of events that night could have had an impact on the rest of the investigation into Jessica's case. Let's start with that first wellness check. Okay. 
Okay, so this is Jessica and Todd watching body cam footage from August 15th, 2019. This will be the lead officer in the wellness check. Three six one to ninety seven. Sorry, I came out the back. Door. Oh, do you live here? I do. Yeah. Six. We're told. Is someone ill here? I'm sorry. Someone sick here? No, nobody's sick here. My. Yeah, sit. Break, sit down. Sit. He don't bite, huh? No, not at all. No, no, no. We got a call though. Yeah, I know. It's one of my wife's friends, and uh, let me let him just say hi so he's not barking at you guys. You say hi, Bubba. It's okay. It's all right. We're just excited. So you call? No, no, no. They call? I, I got Because she's what, uh, uh, Missy? No. I mean, stop, Bubby. I stop. It's the college of an really excited. Yeah. You must it, have a it, dog. It, it, so your wife? Yeah, is she yeah, going? Her car's going. Ten, no, the car's here. Her wallet's here. Her how long ago? How long she's been going? Like twelve thirty, twelve fifteen. Today? Thirty. I fell asleep, so I don't really. Today? Know. Yes, sir. And I mean, I know SOP. That's why I didn't call you guys. I called. I called uh, JPSO, thinking maybe she might have a ta traffic attachment. I called OPP, same thing. I called East Jefferson. Um, she's depressed, bipolar, but she's on meds and stuff, and it's. Okay, so, so far, the, the cop that's talking to him has no information about what this wellness check is even about. No. And we know for a fact that the call was made from Maria. Right. And Maria reported what they had talked about before, that things were going bad, there was a plan, she was going to meet her this day. She couldn't get a hold of her, she was worried about her. And that I think her husband might have done something to her. That was the information given for the welfare check. Now they're sending an officer out with none of that information. He first he thought he was looking for an elderly old guy. person living alone and then it's is someone sick here? Like Right. I mean, so we're getting off of the wrong foot because armed with the information that really was given during the report to cause the wellness check, you already know this call is elevated. Right? Like, th this could be a big deal. Because he's giving the information new to this officer that seems to have no idea why he's there. Yes. And you can tell, like, probably the officer's not paying attention to things he should be because he's still trying to catch up on why he's even there. Like, so far, the officer has way too many distractions going on for right, right now. Absolutely. He has to deal with this dog. He has to deal with catching up to the story because no one had dispatched gave him the, the full information that came in on the initial call to cause this wellness check. There's just a lot of problems to get started. So, has she, yeah, She's has been, she left before like this at the length of time? No, never, never, and that's what's got me concerned. And, uh, you know, I, know, I called, uh, who called you guys? Was I called a friend of hers who overreacts to everything, and I told her. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Well, because first you say you're freaking out, then you're saying you're concerned, and then you say her friend must have called you. She overreacts to everything. Well, which is it? Right. Did she overreact? Are you concerned? Yeah, because if you're freaking out, as you said, and that's a quote, why is it overreacting for her to freak out? Right. 
was so, like, but I mean, since 1230 today, she just uh, apparently warned it off. Uh, and, and we just now getting the call. I mean, well, no, what happened was is I woke up about four. Oh, okay. daughter came home from school. I woke up around four. Okay, yeah. A piece was made. And, a piece was made. Okay, and she's gone. And, right. And the car's here. The keys are here. The purse is here. Um, so, so. You know, and she doesn't go wandering off. She's not from here. She's lived here seven years, six, six years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I was kind of giving it, and you know, another hour or two yeah. before I called you guys because let's see if she wandered back. I mean, she's never she's done that before. Fuck no. No, 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 no not okay. at all. Yeah. Okay, now I'm bothered. Ask them a question. Stop and let it breathe. Let them let them finish their thought, so you can get the full information and the full story. And he's not doing that here, and it's driving me crazy. No. And what information he is getting, he's not using to his advantage because he thought he was coming there first for a, an elderly man that lives by himself that's having some issue, and then oh no, wait a minute, it was someone was ill. Maybe that was the same man. But now he discovers through this man that he encounters that lives there that his wife has been missing since four o'clock this afternoon, and it's after ten well, p.m. No, now since. since 12 well he said he fell asleep and woke up at four and she was gone right so at least four to then and then he's he says i know who called you too it was her friend who lives in alabama and she always overreacts so now you're already armed with enough information to go wait a minute partner we had the wrong information on this will you get all the information from the call from this friend that called in and see what she reported exactly because then you're going to find out she says, I think the husband did something to her. And now this might change the way you're approaching this. You know what I mean? Because he's not acting appropriately for a call of this nature. The officer isn't. You've done well in this test. Sure. Mm -hmm. And and are, do you normally go to uh, the residents armed with more information than this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually you're given, I mean, this is a problem with the communication from the dispatch, obviously, which now they receive it. A lot of times over um, their terminal in their car or the computer, and it just pops up with whatever the dispatcher types in. So either the dispatcher typed in, there was another wellness check somewhere else and got the two confused and typed in the wrong information, or he didn't pay any attention to what was typed in there. I mean, one of the two. He has the totally wrong information. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know Maria called it in, and we know what she said. And we know that she didn't say there's an elderly man that lives there by himself that's not feeling well. So now I got to stop for a second and go, wait a minute, the guy that lives here whose wife has been missing for, you know, at least six hours at this point, her best friend called. He didn't. And when the best friend called in, she said that she was supposed to pick her up today because they were having domestic issues and she was scared and now she can't get a hold of her and she's afraid her husband has done something to her. That changes everything. Mm. And he's not doing it. He didn't do that. This was the perfect time once you got that information to regroup a second and see why you're there. And that's that's my concern. And, you know, we've, we've been a little bit, she's been a little bit stressed out for a couple of reasons because like a 15-year-old is inside. And um, she got overwhelmed right before going to high school for the first time. And um, okay. well, you 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 checked all some good places that, that you need to check: yeah, hospital, I mean, jail. Whatever, but it ain't like it's in no, jail. No, no. Or, you know. But uh, at this point, I think a report's going to be required, huh, Chris. 
They told me 24 hours. I don't know. Well, I mean, the circumstances, though. Yeah, I mean, 24 her, hours, they don't come into play. She right. just she disappeared? I mean, I mean right? You could have done this report hours ago. I mean, it's, it's suspicious. And, and un due to her her, her, her her medication and all that right. other stuff, I would think. And she's been, she's making. As alarmed as that officer just insinuated he was about how suspicious this is, the next move right now is, okay, let's put the dog up somewhere and let's go inside and talk. Right? Now let's see what he does. We're gonna, uh, cause like I said, we come out, we're gonna I'm have a district unit come out okay. a little bit, about, about an hour, right. and uh, see if she pops up. So in this check, all they did was ask, why are we here? Why are we here? And that was it. And now they're the like, end. okay, wait a minute. This, this is really a missing persons report. So, we need to send a different unit to come take that report. And now listen, here's what they have going for them. They had the element of surprise. He didn't know the police were coming to his house until they knocked onto the door. And they're there to do a wellness check, which they're not doing. This is the problem I have with some mindsets of some uniform officers. And it tends to be ones that have been on too long. <laughs> okay. Longer than they should have. They think that they, they show up and all they are are fill-in-the-blank officers. I was sitting here for something. I'm going to have to kick out some kind of incident report. Let me come get enough information to fill out the blanks and send it in there so I can show I did my job. That's not it. You think because you're in uniform that you, you don't have to investigate. You do. Every police officer is an investigator. This is an investigation. Every call for service is an investigation. You show up and investigate you determine what's going on at that house someone called and said my friend might be hurt she's missing i'm afraid the husband did something to her figure out if that is the case or not or if she's okay that's your job it's not to say oh wait a minute i'm a wellness check officer i'm not a take a missing persons report officer so let me wipe my hands clean, get back in my car. You'll have a new officer in another couple hours. You know, I don't I don't know how the this patrol situation is structured. Do, do they only have wellness check officers and that's their only duty? They just go around town doing yeah, why, wellness checks? Could they not have done the missing persons yeah, report? I don't right get then? that at all. Why did they have to send another unit out? I have no idea. I don't know if it's because of their assignment or whatever, but if so, you can see the damage that that stuff causes. This is... The most damaging thing that, well, I'm going to say I'm quite certain this is going to end up being the most damaging thing that occurs in the first 24 hours of this case. From your perspective, how important are the first 24 and 48 hours in something like Paramount. this? Paramount. I mean, yeah. the, the stats speak for themselves, right? You know this? How yeah. many cases you covered? Right. I mean, the, if you don't solve in the first 48, your odds of solving that crime diminish greatly. So, um, I, yeah, it's, it, it, this whole thing is a train wreck. What you know is that this was the last place she was seen. So the investigation begins here. They're leaving the scene right now without doing anything. Literally anything. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. 
The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. As Todd and I debriefed about the response from the first responding officer, we highlighted the fact that this initial unit didn't seem to have the full picture about the information that was given to the NOPD by Maria. While we do not have the audio from that original call, we do have Maria's account to us about what she said on that call, which will be verified by a second independent source, which is that second officer who arrives. Okay, now let's keep everything you just heard in mind as we move into the second call to the house, where, as promised by the first unit, the officer showed up to take a missing persons report a couple of hours later. Okay, this is going to be Jessica and Todd. We're watching and critiquing Officer Lucretia Gantner's body cam labeled just after midnight. 35, I need to go I'm going to give you a 21-1. Okay, she just said she's going to make a phone call and whoever it is, last name Lund. So we know that is Detective Lund. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lund. Earlier tonight... Around 10-something, a friend from out of town called and said that she hadn't been able to get a hold of her friend since Monday, I think. She's not answering her phone and all that. So an officer came out here, I think a Lakeview officer came out and did a wellness check. Well, when they did the wellness check, the husband says, no, I haven't heard from her either. Her phone's here, her purse is here, her uh, meds are here, everything's here, but I haven't heard from her. And I don't know where she's at. Um, and the friend that called from out of town said that she's afraid that the husband did something to her because they have a history of, I guess, domestic issues. 
So she is already coming in with the knowledge of what the first officers responding to the wellness check should have had in their pocket. Yes, she's taking the time to review the call card and get the incoming information, the information that the dispatcher took over the phone. And she's our, she's already preparing a detective that she is there and this is what's going on before she even approaches Justin. Yes, I mean, that's that's exactly what, what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, the husband's like, yeah, everything's here. She left everything here. Uh, I have no way of contact contacting her, no way of knowing where she is, because I guess she left everything, like phone, keys, meds. Sir, is her car here? Yeah, her car is here, too. Her purse, her wallet. When is the last time you saw her, sir? Uh, about 1230. 1230? Like, like noon? Correct, around 1300. You saw her in, you saw her in person, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he saw her in person. She was here at the house. Mm-hmm. No, she, no, 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 that's not what I said. I said they... So we've got, like, these, these dual conversations going on because you can tell he's talking to Officer Griffin outside and she is talking to Detective Lund and somehow Detective Lund has misconstrued something she said and she's like, no, 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 that's not what I said. Right. And I'm curious, at some point, would it be her duty or Detective Lund's at a later point in time or even like you said, earlier uh detective lund coming out at this point to say hey is your daughter or your daughter your father home can we talk to him see you know to make sure that they didn't see something that they hadn't told you yet or absolutely yeah that that needs to be done that should be done here at some point especially armed with the information that the daughter is 15 years old she's gonna be able to offer good information if she saw something or even if she didn't that's important because that can help narrow down time windows no, he's he's really not. It doesn't. Like, he's just real nonchalant. Like, oh, uh, you know, have the officers come to the Polk Street side. They're, uh, they're, my, my dad and my daughter are sleeping. I don't want to wake them up. But then when we get here, he's like, do you guys need to do this in the car? Or do you want to come in? You can come look through the house if you want. You know, he's just being, like, really weird about it. I've tried to call the friend from out of state to see if she can to see if she'll talk to me, but it's just ringing and going to voicemail. She's probably asleep. She's using her observations Mm -hmm. and her common sense and her experience as a police officer to detect that, but then more importantly, to report it, to document it. She's passing it on to the detective, Mm -hmm. which we didn't see during the wellness check. It was recognized and acknowledged and then quickly dismissed and forgotten about. And then she went one step further and tried to reach out to Maria. Correct. She's investigating. Yeah. She's not a detective at this point. She's a field training officer. She's a patrol officer. And she is conducting an investigation. And that's what we discussed earlier with the other one. Just because you're in uniform doesn't mean you're not an investigator yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have uh, do you have a picture of her, like a current picture? Uh, okay, can you get that in your ID, please? Yeah, that's fine. Do you mind if we walk in with you? No, please. Okay. My Belgian's in there, so he might go down. Okay, so what prompted you to say, okay, I need to report her missing? Like around 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was starting to get dark. Okay. What, what time did you wake up for me now? She's not from here. Uh, about 4 o'clock, she got home at 3. 
Okay, so we, according to his statement, he went and took a nap sometime around noon, between noon and 12.30 that afternoon. And he he says he wakes up at 4. His daughter gets home from school at 3. So there's an hour where potentially Grace and Jessica spent an hour alone together. Correct. Therefore, Grace has potentially pertinent information about Jessica or her whereabouts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So just based on that statement right there, that's what the officer is armed with right now. And you, you did talk to your daughter and ask your daughter if she'd heard from her or Absolutely. seen her. I, 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 or, okay. I mean, I, I'd rather not wake her up, but if you want me to get her, I will. No, I don't have to wake her up. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. She has to go to school tomorrow? She does. Okay. So he just he said, I don't want to wake my daughter up, but I will if you want to speak to her. And Officer Gantner says, no, you don't have to do that. She probably has school tomorrow. Um, that's, I mean, I love Officer Gantner. I think she's re- a really good police officer, and she's doing so well with this. That's just one thing to point out that I, I feel is a mistake. Yeah, because we, we established before there is an hour window. If he was sleeping until 4, Grace gets home at 3, then he created an hour window of Grace and Jessica alone time that she can account for that he cannot. Yes, and she's a juvenile. You need the parents' permission to speak to her. Which he just gave and her. he just gave it. And now at some point he goes from a reporting party to a suspect and lawyers up. He's not going to allow access to the daughter either. So this was your window. Officer Gantner said when they were first walking there that she, she, would, she wants to walk through the entire house and i think she should have stuck with that plan and just kind of insisted on it he would have he would he would have allowed her um i'm sure and if he would have all of a sudden allowed her to search everywhere in the house except this one place then that would have become concerning for her and and probably step things up on her behalf also the easiest place to work your way into in the house is the bathroom at least the common area bathroom Maybe you can't. It doesn't make sense to to go to the master bathroom, but it's a trick we always use all the time. And anything like this, where you think someone would have been injured, is for the officer who's not speaking directly to the person to ask to use the restroom. And then you get to go in the bathroom and you just kind of look around a little bit. You don't go outside the scope of your duties, but you look around everywhere that you're lawfully allowed to look around once you're allowed access to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You don't start opening cabinet drawers because a body can't fit in a cabinet drawer yet, but you look around very closely to see if there's something out of the out of the ordinary. Obviously. Right, right, and right. And this right. is a bit of armchair quarterbacking because she did a great job yeah. overall, but it's it's something she missed that I would have expected her to utilize. Now, she doesn't have the benefit of being with an, another experienced officer to be that second person yeah. who would usually come up with that idea. And she's handling everything herself. So she's probably a little more distracted than she would have been with a, another veteran person to work with her. Um, but I, I just felt like those are two fairly sizable mistakes or things that weren't done. One was to talk to the daughter when given the opportunity and to try to get a look at more of the house, especially the bathroom. Especially since he offered up both of those things. Correct. I agree. I think that might be the only mistake here because I believe after this, the doors are closed. Yes. And, she, you know, overall, I wish 
Officer Gantner was investigating this case. I wish she was the detective on this case because so far in this entire thing, she has been the best part of the law enforcement side of this thing. Like she, she really knows what she's doing. We've mentioned this before, but the police body cam audio raises a serious accusation about previous domestic violence between Justin and Jessica. But it's important to understand that Justin has never been charged with any crimes of domestic violence against Jessica, so we need to maintain an open mind. Investigations like this are complex, and they happen in real time, which can expose challenges when looked at in hindsight. If this had been the first police unit to respond to Jessica's home, Todd and I are confident that her case may be in a very different status today. One takeaway for Todd and me from reviewing this body cam footage is that we are now more committed than ever to determine what really happened in the days prior and the days following Justin's interaction with the NOPD. Ultimately, our investigation is still ongoing and will continue until we exhaust every avenue. Hopefully, this has been as insightful to you as it was for me. Be sure to follow along with our investigation as we continue to unpack this story in our next episode. Undetermined is a production of Resonate Recordings and Tenderfoot TV in conjunction with Cadence 13, written and hosted by me, Jessica Knoll, and produced by Dennis Cooper and Todd McComas, with additional production by Whitney Bozarth. Executive producers are Dennis Cooper, Mark Minnery, Jacob Bozarth, Donald Albright, and Payne Lindsay. Our senior producer is John Street. Editing, mixing, mastering, and sound design by Caleb Melcher, Dayton Cole, and Pat Kicklider of the Resonate Recordings team. If you have a podcast or are looking to start one, check us out at ResonateRecordings.com. Our theme song and original score is by Dirt Poor Robbins, with additional scoring by Dayton Cole. Our cover art is by Station 16. You can follow Undetermined Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter at Undetermined Pod. Show notes as well as bonus content can be found on our website, undeterminedpod.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take time to subscribe, rate, and review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. And finally, if you have any information about this case, call Crime Stoppers at one 877 903 7867